In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's first reading from the Book of Wisdom is a really multifaceted scripture passage. On the one hand, it gives us a very clear and brilliant prophecy of what will happen to Christ. And on the other hand, it also offers us an examination of conscience. The wicked said among themselves, we read in that first reading from Wisdom, thinking not aright, let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us he is the censure of our thoughts. Merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like that of others, and different are his ways. This passage is clearly prophesying how the Jews and the Romans and we ourselves will reject Christ. We will reject the just one. Because as Simeon tells Our Lady in the temple, the beginning of our Lord's life, our Lord is a sign of contradiction. And his innocence, his humility, his goodness, his righteousness contradicts our sinfulness. It asks us to bring to the light all the ways in which we fail to measure up to him. We fail to measure up to our own human dignity and our own call to holiness, our own goodness. And so as a result, we reject Christ and we blame him and we find fault with him. We justify ourselves and Christ dies on the cross. And this is therefore an amazing passage, right? It tells us what will happen to Christ and it also it also tells us what happens in our own heart in our own heart when we see goodness at times instead of wanting to imitate it instead of wanting to protect it and foster it we want to attack it we want to find fault with good people we want to justify ourselves and find ways that the good people aren't as good as they think they are or Blame them for some hypocrisy. Why? Well, because we are not happy with our own sinfulness, with our own selves, and so we lash out at the good man, at goodness itself. And also we can think, well, the other, the final thought we can draw from this passage, which is incredible, it goes on to tell of how um, the wicked will persecute the just man and even put him to death, treat him shamefully. The last idea we can have is, well, am I afraid of being good because I'm afraid of being judged as good and therefore reviled by others? That's kind of a sneaky temptation that we could fall into. Well, if I'm too good, what will my friends think of me? If I'm too good, what will people think of me? And we have to put that in God's hands. We have to be courageous enough to give a good example. Right? While being humble, without being self-righteous, without being obnoxiously good, but at the same time truly good, and without being afraid of people seeing that we're good in a natural way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.